Shalom and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Shifman. The recaps from Maseches Kedushin, Dafyomi, are being sponsored by my good friend, Mordechai Weinschneider. May our learning be a schus for him, Mordechai by Miriam Rivka, and may he only see bracha and atzlacha in his life. Now on to the episode. Today's daf Maseches Kedushin is daf Mem Vav 46. We're going to have four sections in today's daf, and we're beginning the third line of Mem Vav Amud Aleph. So let's get started, top of the page. Says the Gemara, we discussed yesterday that in a scenario where a Katana girl accepts Kedushin without her father's knowledge, so according to Rav and Shmuel, there's a chashash, maybe it'll be agreeable later, so there is a necessity for get, for miyun, as we explained, which is really a follow-up from get. So today the Gemara wonders, it starts with the Machlekes Rav and Ravasi, if she accepts such a Kedushin and her father yet doesn't know, who is allowed to retract from this Kedushin? According to Rav, not only can her father retract, again, before he agrees, I mean, that would be effective, but she, he could, but even she has the ability to retract from this. Ravasi says only her father has the ability to retract. Now, the Gemara brings a pasuk that seems to imply about Mephata, she can also retract when it comes to Mephata in order not to be married to that fellow, but it's not necessarily a proof to Rav because it could be talking about where the pitoy was not L'Shem Kedushin, and the Gemara therefore says, Rav himself says, Ravasi is not necessarily challenged by this, but if it was L'Shem Kedushin, maybe only the father has the ability to retract and the girl would not. Moving on to the next section, the new mission now in the middle of Memphav Mud Aleph. A person gets married with dates when they're separate and when they combine with three parts of the Mishnah. Part number one, the Mishnah says, if a person says it's gachi in between giving the dates, so it separates the actions of giving and they'd only be married if one of the dates was worth a Shavapruta. Case number two, if he only says iskachi and then he says bizu, bizu, bizu and gives dates with each one, there they would combine and as long as all of them were worth a shavapruta in combination, the marriage would, would be effective. Now, case number three, we'll qualify this in the next section, but case number three is the Mishnah says if she eats them as they're given, as they're one at a time, so you'd only be married if one of them is worth a shavapruta. We'll see in the Gemara if this is referring to the first case or the second case in the Mishnah, but the Gemara just qualifies that the ratio that says Hiskachi separates the Maisim is like Rabbi Shimon by the Chiyav of Karbanos of Ashim Gezelis for swearing multiple times. If you use the word Shvua in between each Shvua, you'd be defective multiple times to be Chayav multiple Karbanos. Similarly, he would hold here, he's the Tana, Hiskachi separates the Maisim of Kedushin that you'd only be married if one of them was worth a Shavapruta. Moving on to the next section now. Section 3 of the day. What is this third clause of the Mishnah that says if she eats them, you'll only be married if one of them is worth a Shavapruta falling back on? So according to Rav and Shmuel, it's referring back to the Reisha, and it's saying that even though you said Hiskachi in between, so you'd think as long as one is worth a Shavapruta, you're married, and if not, you wouldn't be married, that's because she just put them down. But if she was eating them, so you'd say maybe for her it's worth more because she's enjoying it right away. She's enjoying the Hanar right away. Chiddush is, as the third case references back to the first part of the Mishnah, still you're not going to be married as long as it's not worth a Shavapruta when she eats them in between. Now Rav Ami says, actually it's referring back to the Seifa, which means the second case of our Mishnah. Now, in the second case of our Mishnah, it's where you try to combine all of the 
givings because you said now the Mishnah the third part of the Mishnah said you're married as long as one of them is worth a Shavapruta the issue is saying that is it sounds like even the earlier ones worth a Shavapruta but that's already alone because she's already eaten it so Ravami explains when it says one of them it means the last one if the last one was worth a Shavapruta which is when the Kedushan was finalized then you would actually be married and Rava says from Ravami's ruling we see three halachas number one you can't be married with loan that's why you're not married with the earlier dates number two if you marry with a loan and a pruta, her focus is on the pruta and you'll be married, and not on the loan, which is the earlier dates illustrated in this case. Turning to Memvav Mudbez, and number three, when the monies are given for Kiddushin, the intent is like a deposit. And therefore, if she consumes them, it becomes like a loan that she has to return, which is why you can't be married with the original dates, only the last one, assuming it's worth a shava pruta. As opposed to the other shitas, as Rashi brings down, who says that it's not considered a gift that she'd acquire right away, because if you held that way, actually, you'd, you could be married with the earlier ones. It's as if the Kedushin starts from the beginning. It's not a loan, and then you could be married with the earlier dates, uh, even though those were already consumed. So the fact that he's saying you can't be married with the earlier dates is like a deposit. She consumed it, making it a loan, and that's why you wouldn't be married unless the last of the dates was worth a Shavapruta. Moving on to the fourth and final section now, involving the base, and now we're going to get into a machlekes rav and shmuel. So if a person goes and gives kedushin to his sister, everyone agrees that everyone knows kedushin is not binding with his sister. So the machlekes is, what was his intention? According to rav, it becomes like a pikad and a deposit, and she has to return those monies. He only meant to give it to her as a deposit, but he didn't say it because he thought she might not accept it. According to shmuel, it's a gift, and she has to return those monies. Because again, he knows it's not effective as Kedushin. She, he just thought she might be embarrassed to accept that as a gift, and that's why he didn't say outright that it's a gift. Ravina challenges Shmuel, though, because the Mishnah in Chala says, if a person separates Chala from the flour before it's turned into dough, it's not effective Chala, and the Kohen needs to return it if it was given to him. But the problem is, if everyone knows that you don't give Chala from flour, so why don't we just assume the Balabayas must have been giving it as a gift, like your Svara with Kedushin of a sister? Or it gives two Terutzim. Really, in Achanami, you would apply that Sephara here by Chala, but there's a Gezerah der Abbanan, and there's going to be two answers what the Gezerah is. Either the Gezerah is answer number one, that the Kohen might make a mistake thinking that it is Chala, because he'll think that the only reason that the Allah is you can't give challah from dough, from flour and dough, is just because it's a tircha for the coin to turn it into dough. But since he was mochel, so maybe it's effective. So therefore, what would end up happening is he'll mix it with less than the requisite amount of challah, but it'll be mashlim that shear, that would be chayv and challah, which is one and one quarter kav. And then he won't take off challah properly because he'll think that this part that he had received from the Yisrael was already mitukan, was already fixed up. He can't just keep it, as the Gemara says, and remove it again, because he might not listen, as opposed to a case where it's two vessels, here it's one, he might not listen. So the only solution would be for him to return it to the Yisrael. That would resolve not creating an issue of the Kohen thinking this could combine and not be chayev in chala. Second answer the Gemara says is, Kohanim know the halacha, they're going to listen, they're not going to create an issue. But the Balabayas might make an issue. What would be the issue? Balabayas may think, <coughs> he might make a mistake thinking that his produce has been fixed up, that's what he might think. And therefore, he might end up thinking that it's true, chala is not meant to be given from flour, but it's only because the Kohen's not mochel. But if he's mochel and he accepted, it should be effective. And therefore, he'll think his produce has been fixed up. The Kohen can't just keep it and have the Yisrael take off again, because regarding one vessel, the Yisrael might not listen and take off again. And as the Gemara just says, on a side note, it's not comparable to giving truma from sour produce, because that's effective on a diarisa level. This hasn't even been effective on a diarisa level. So therefore, in order to resolve this issue, that the Yisrael should have made 
make an issue thinking his produce has been fixed up, the Kohen actually has to give it back. But either way, it's not a kashan shmuel because really when you know the halacha and you give, it's a gift. Here there was a technical issue that would happen either on the side of the Kohen or the Yisroel. That's why the Kohen has to give back that produce flower to the Yisroel. We're stopping the bottom of Bafumud Beis. As Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daf Mem Zayin. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.